Hey everyone, welcome to Beauties and Headcanons, where we're nerdy and you probably are too. I'm Tegan and I'm here today with Lindsay and we're here to talk nerdy to you about WandaVision, the newest entry to the MCU premiering on Disney+, Plus, the brand new series featuring Wanda Maximoff and The Vision and a whole bunch of other little characters that have also come along for the journey. We have a pretty exciting episode set up for you guys, I think. Um, but just before we get into it, though, I do want to give a spoiler warning right here um, because we're going to talk about very specific things regarding episodes one through four. Um, I have watched five. Lindsay has not watched five yet, so we're only going to do one through four. Um, but we are going to talk about very specific things in those episodes. So if you haven't watched all the episodes, if you haven't caught up to at least episode four, then this is your warning right now if you don't want to be spoiled go ahead and put this episode on pause and come back once you get caught up. So with that being said, WandaVision. <laughs> yes. Oh man. You know, what's funny when I originally heard um, from a couple of my friends who had watched like episode one, they had told me or what episodes one, maybe they didn't get to two. They had said something about how it was so like, Oh, they weren't sure if they liked it. They, the, something something writing something something weird something something mm -hmm. they weren't sure if they liked it and now yeah. it's like okay well i asked the same person hey are you still watching it and they were like oh yeah yeah i i'm about to watch episode four so <laughs> that whole initial like tentativeness is completely gone from um, most of the people i've talked to and mm -hmm. the the big issue is like they're only 22 minutes long or so. Yeah. So now when we're so used to like sitting down, hunkering down for like a three hour MCU movie. Yeah. Now we've got these like little, little itty bitty tidbits. So the pacing's a little different than we're used to, mm -hmm. which is okay. I, I feel like I'm, I'm kind of, um, you know, uh, bombarded with a lot of stuff, but mm -hmm. I would want them to be able to throw things at me in 22 minutes. So yeah. I, I, I kind of like it. I, I don't like that I've got to wait till Friday for the next episode <laughs> every single week. I, I feel like there's some other show we watched recently that did this, too. The Mandalorian. Uh, yeah, I was being sarcastic. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, um, I, and I gotta say, like, you know, you know how I've, you know, not really enjoyed the past few MCU movies or so, how I've, you know kind of just really not enjoyed the writing, the direction they've taken, the way they've, you know, written the characters and everything like that. I found it very forced, very, you know, very much they're trying to put too much in one thing. Um, and I felt very similarly about the latest trilogy from Star Wars. And then, of course, I started watching Mandalorian. Oh, I love it. Absolutely love it. Kind of, you know, helped renew my love for the fandom. And this is kind of doing the same thing for the MCU for me, where, you know, the last few live action movies has just got me like, oh, I'm, it, it's just too much. It's too much. And yet it's not enough. And it's it's not it, it, it's missing the mark for me. But I started watching this and I was like, you know what? I'm really getting back into it now. Like, I, I feel that love that I initially had for the MCU when I was watching the earlier MCU movies. I'm feeling it a lot more now as well. Sure. And it's funny, too. You had you had said something in um, chats because, of course, Tegan and I talk about what we're going to do for <laughs> the episode, like, the, yeah. you know, the whole week. 
So then she had said something like, um, what did you say? I'm invested. Yes. Then yes. I, then I went back and I watched, I just got done watching the fourth episode again, just so I could like have it fresh in my mind. Mm-hmm. And Darcy says that. And I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> I, think, I think Tegan was making a joke and I missed it. No, oh. I wasn't. I wasn't because I had sent that before I watched okay. episode four. <laughs> so... That, that was like a premonition almost, I guess. I guess Darcy and I yeah. are just on the same wavelength. <laughs> no, it was so good because she does say that in the, yeah. the episode we see her in, in the fourth episode. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is so cool. <laughs> I think I Tegan think made a joke, but I'm not sure. So <laughs> I guess I'm glad that I, I missed it because it wasn't intended. Yeah. But it was yeah. also still so good. Because that's like clearly how we feel about these shows. Mm-hmm. Once you're, you know... Um, once you're invested, you're you're all in, and oh yeah, that's sort of like you know where we're at. And I I get that way with just about every show we watch. Um, we just finished watching a cool sci-fi show here at my house, and I I mean it's like literally all we like thought, breathed, and dreamed about. So I was mm-hmm. I was having like sci-fi, flying ships dreams all the time, and <laughs> um. Every every night we were just watching another episode so we could catch up with the with the finale that had just happened. So mm-hmm. it was really cool to be like, okay, um, now I've got to wait an entire year um, <laughs> for, for anything the next season to come out. Yeah. yeah, but so at the same time, I also like understand how WandaVision is coming out once a week, and they they're sort of like keeping us on our toes in the sense that you know if I want to watch all of a show, I either got to time it perfectly that I only buy Disney plus for that one month after it's all come out Mm -hmm. and avoid spoilers and not talk to my friends about the shows I love. And you know, like all of this stuff, which, you know, just isn't, yeah. Isn't Isn't always feasible. Yeah. Right. Right. Or I, you know, keep Disney plus every month so that I can continue to watch the shows that I'm invested in and, you know, maybe dabble a little bit in Tron Legacy or something else that I that I can yeah. uh, enjoy too. So yeah. I get it. It's a, uh-huh. it's kind of a, a decent business ploy. Yes, yeah. and I mean, like honestly, I I actually got a free trial or free thirty day trial of Disney Plus um, along with this like three month uh, for one dollar thing for Game Pass Ultimate on my Xbox. Sure. And so I had gotten it. Um, I think around the same time it started dropping. Um, I can't remember exactly because I didn't start watching it immediately. Um, but I was like, hey, 30 days, why not? You know, I'm sure there's something on there I might want to watch. And they have like all the um, uh, little animated shows that I just absolutely love. You remember how I was talking about Avengers Assemble? The yes. cartoon that I thought yep. did a lot of the story arcs better than the MCU? That's uh-huh. on Disney+. Plus. Okay, cool. Yes, so it's all, like, in one spot now. So my husband and I have kind of been going on this binge watching old cartoons. We've been watching Avengers Assemble. We've been watching Dinosaurs, if you remember that um, Jim Henson uh, series from the 90s. (laughs) We've we've been watching Gargoyles, um, some of the, uh, one of the Spider-Man series. I mean, we've we've been watching all kinds of... uh, all kinds of uh, cartoon series now and since we have this so like I've really been thinking like hmm, maybe I'll keep Disney plus for another month or two like you know just yeah. maybe just until <laughs> WandaVision's over and we kind of get our fill you know may- maybe it would be worth it I don't know <laughs> yeah maybe okay so you've got notes on WandaVision what do you want to yes. talk about yes I-, I took notes because I 
I went into this, I honestly wasn't really sure if I was going to like it just because uh, I, I can be, you know, I can be a little finicky about things that I like sometimes, <laughs> but, little, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I was like, you know what, if I take notes, that means I'm paying attention. And so it will give me things to talk about later. And I ended up loving it anyway. But so I have like notes on each little thing. And I loved how each of the episodes had a very different sitcom-y vibe. The first one I picked up was kind of a little bit like I Love Lucy meets I Dream of Jeannie almost. And yeah, there was, there was a little bit of uh, like the Dick Van Dyke show too. Yes, yes, that too. And I, one of the things that really stood out to me, it was very, very minor, but how vision was at work and he was like what is it we do here and he's like trying to figure out (laughs) what this company does i love that because my husband and i were literally talking about the other week completely unrelated about how so many you know businesses and movies are just business or sales and and there's absolutely nothing more than that you know you you don't get anything more about the company what it does what's what it's involved in there's so I, I absolutely love that it almost went a little meta for a moment where it's like, what is the point of this company again? <laughs> right. Numbers and whatever it is. Yeah, he's, numbers. He's really, he's really and, good at the numbers. Yeah, like calculating and numbers for something. <laughs> like no, they never, yeah, they never really specified exactly what it was. And so they kind of like played into the trope of, oh, no, no, it's just like some generic business thing, you know? Right. Right. So that was that was actually like a thing that kind of stuck out just to me personally because it it's so prevalent. Like a lot in a lot of the sitcoms, you know, the the man just goes off to work, he has a briefcase and he, you know, yeah, sits at a I desk mean, and does things and <laughs> you never really know what it is. What like what what does Mr. Brady do for a living? I, I, I uh, he was an architect, I think. Right, like, but yeah, okay. Uh, and then let's see the guys who. And I know, like, you know, in Isle of Lucy, you know, Ricky had that club, and he like performed right. at the club. But I don't remember, like, was he actually involved in more in the club? Like, what? I, I, I don't remember exactly, like, you know, his level of involvement and, like, what that day-to-day really looked like. They actually didn't focus too much on that, which I kind of appreciate. You know, they focused mm-hmm. a lot more on Lucy and the home and, like, what she was doing. So I, I did kind of appreciate that and in that particular series but you know a, a lot of those old sitcoms it's just like oh well honey i'm off to work off and to it's work. like oh uh-huh. oh bye honey have a good day you know <laughs> and, and that's pretty um, much just it in the fourth episode too um darcy or maybe maybe jimmy Wu was asking about like why does it keep why does each episode advance another century and blah 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 and i, th- yeah. I think that's that's like my favorite part of it is that yeah we're like reliving these uh, different eras in television. Um, yeah. The the like intro, uh, the intro video to the second episode is very like almost piece by piece is very um, bewitched. Uh, bewitched, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I I was just like knee slapping, laughing hysterically at how how yeah. hilariously that was done. Oh yeah. It was so good. Yeah, and I. You know how I don't really like how people, how some companies, some, you know, production studios, what have you, will kind of prey on that nostalgia to kind of 
draw you in, but then still give you nothing of substance. I don't sure. feel like they're doing that here because I feel like they are still giving you something of substance, but they're also giving you that nostalgia vibe. So, you know, you, you know, even us growing up in like late 80s, 90s, you know, even then we still were watching reruns, syndications, whatever, of sitcoms from the 50s, the 60s, mm-hmm. the 70s. So we can still look back and say, oh, yeah, that reminds me of that, and that reminds me of that. You know, there's specific things we can look at, and it reminds us of that. You know, so I, I think that's I think that's a really cool, you know, kind of theme and vibe that they had for at least the first three episodes. And uh, I'm not sure how they're going to be handling, you know, episodes after that, you know, how far along they'll get. Obviously, you know, they can only go so far. And then there's not going to be anything more. But, I mean, I don't think they're going to need to get that much further into the nostalgia. Maybe, like, the early 2000s? Maybe? And then, personal feeling is that after that, it won't really matter anymore. But that's just personal feeling. <laughs> that's not That's yeah. not even based off of anything in episode 5. That's just a personal feeling of mine. Okay. Alright. Nice, nice disclaimer. I, I, yes. I, I like it. Yes. Um, okay, so what, what else? Um, episode two, I, like, obviously, even in episode one, there was, you know, almost like these Twilight Zone vibes where it's like, something's not quite right. You know, something is different, but you can't always put your finger on it. And, you know, then at the end, you see, you know, the person sitting back from the t- television screen, and it's like, okay, what's going on? And I like how they circle back to that in episode four where we learned that that was Darcy you know sitting back from the screen watching the show um right but I like how in each episode at least in episodes one through three it kind of builds up a little bit more where you get more of these mystery vibes earlier in the episode until it finally culminates at like the very end of episode three and then episode four bam it starts off in the real world outside of wandavision and like what's been kind of covering like what's been going on Mm -hmm. and before they get into episode five where everything the timeline of wandavision and the outside world kind of culminates in you know, meets once again. <laughs> yeah. I am. Um, what I think is really interesting is I, I guess I was kind of expecting another, another episode of, of the same, you know, progression with WandaVision. Mm-hmm. So the, the fourth episode really like threw me for, yeah. I, I was glad <laughs> for it all to come, you know, yeah. to come back, come full circle. Cause, and, and that was the coolest part too, is like, I, I felt like I was thrown right back into an MCU movie, mm-hmm. um, with that episode. So it, it, even though like episode one, two and three had their own feel, their own vibe we knew we were getting towards, um, you know, a culmination where we were going to mm-hmm. start understanding a little more of what was going on, but then for it to, for it to actually happen mm-hmm. was kind of like the, the Christmas oh, yeah. present at the end, at, at, in the middle of the season. Who knows? Yeah. Who? <laughs> um, I really uh, liked in episode two how we started seeing one or two things in color before the whole thing went in color. It kind of reminded me a bit of Pleasantville. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, because Pleasantville had these themes of like repression and denial and kind of this false hope and supposed perfection. And then, you know, Things started becoming in color and, you know, it started becoming like chromatic and it was this, you know, obviously like huge, huge deal to this whole world that was just black and white. Um, So it kind of reminded me a bit of that, which if, you know, this is 
what we all kind of strongly suspect, you know, just the machinations of Wanda grieving Vision, the life she could have had with him, maybe this really plays into that denial a bit, you know, where whereas, you know, obviously that was a different form of denial in Pleasantville. It's still denial in general. So I kind of like how they did that, how that played into that. Um, Mm -hmm. and how it made us, you know, how it gave a focus to certain things, how, you know, obviously, you know, it looks like a, the first thing we see, it looks like a little toy helicopter, but we found out later that, you know, that's a drone that Monica tried to, you know, drive into Westview and it just stopped working. (laughs) So I I noticed that and I was just like, "Hmm, that's, that's an interesting parallel. (laughs) I also like got a bit of the Stepford Wives vibe from like... Dottie oh, yeah. and company, and I'm like, ooh, uh-huh. yeah, like, Stepford Wives, like, the original Mean Girls, almost, you know? Mm-hmm. I think later on in that episode is when we have the magic show with mm-hmm. Geraldine, and, um, you know, we find out later that that's actually Monica. Mm-hmm. Um, but I- I'm trying to work around the idea as to why Wanda is working so hard to keep everything so secret behind her and visions um you know when he eats the gum and it comes yeah works and, mm-hmm. and he's goofing around and making all these mistakes and she um you know they do the he starts to to levitate and she makes it look like there's a pulley pulling him up mm-hmm. yeah so she kind of turned the magic act into a magic comedy act yes yes oh it was so entertaining that was great At the same time i was like what what is going on here that she's so deathly scared of the people in the town finding out more about them? And I, I feel like that's that's a theme in you know, television in the past, but I haven't watched enough of it to really mm-hmm. make the connection. You know, such as yeah. uh, like Bewitched. I may have watched a couple of episodes here and there, not really paying too much of attention but i mm-hmm. understand that that's probably a, a thematic uh yeah constant mm-hmm. in that show to like kind of find out how they're gonna what 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 everyone's talking about in mm-hmm. certain episodes like when we're not supposed to or vision is being warned by the neighbors not to uh get too close to geraldine because she doesn't belong there mm-hmm. um, because she doesn't have a home what are they referring to when they say well because all of us are, and they never finished. Their yeah, work. yeah. So it's, you know, you you really get a sense of you know Wanda is, she is pulling some big shenanigans and right, right. She's pulling the strings for sure. Yeah, and it's very like House of M like. Um, if anybody out there has read the comics, it's you know pulling a lot of like themes and kind of. Uh, inspiration from that so especially with like Billy and Tommy and Mm -hmm. you know things like that which you know it's interesting because like obviously in the comics she made them like siphoning off bits of Mephisto's soul to basically give them a soul and so I'm not really sure if that applies here as well or if she did it differently because if Mephisto's involved that will be a whole new level of Ooh, we got to deal with that, you know? Um, but it could also be, you know, they're taking a different approach as well, because especially in episode five, I'm not going to spoiler it. Um, but especially in episode five, 
it becomes a little bit more apparent what is actually going on in Westview. Um, not so, okay. like, not so, some specifics and some implied, you get a lot better picture of what's going on. So, okay, you know, up to episode four, we're dealing with a lot of, like, speculation, like, is Wanda trapped? Is, you know, or is everybody trapped? What's going on? And then, you know, obviously in episode four, we kind of get a little bit more like, oh, Wanda is at least aware. And then, you know, episode five, we get a lot more... Uh, insight into what's going on. So, okay. you know, it, it's, it's, it's cool. It, 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 I, I really appreciate how they're doing this. I, I like the pacing of it. Um, I feel like if they tried to do a concept like this in a movie, it would feel like a later MCU movie where they're trying to pack too much into one movie. But since they're doing it in yeah. these little bite-sized things, they can really focus and, you know, drive a more clear narrative, whereas in a bigger movie, they probably have, like, you know, five other things going on at once. And it's like, you know, I don't even know what to focus on because there's so much going on. Whereas in here, it's very, very focused. And we can, you know, obviously it's not just one thing that's going on, but we can focus on a lot better because it intertwines pretty well with, with each other. At least I think so. Right. Well, and, you know, in those little tidbits, it's, it's very, like, laser-sighted on mm-hmm. what they want us to pay attention to. So mm-hmm. we can't really get distracted by anything else. Although, um, it, and it, it's really cool in that fourth episode, too, when Jimmy and Darcy start trying to figure things out. And they've got that whiteboard of questions. And it's, mm-hmm. like, all the questions we have been asking. <laughs> yeah. The whole time, too. Like, yeah, it's, um, it's almost a bit meta because it's you you know that they were sitting there thinking, OK, what are fans going to be thinking? What are they going to right? What are they going to be asking? You know, because obviously Watch this was shot a while ago. All the questions. Yes, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, oh, like what's what's with the octagons? And, yeah. Um, the casting of all these different people. So we obviously know something mm-hmm. weird's going on in Westview. Yeah. Um, and that all the residents are involved in some way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. Um, going back to the House of M, I think I read somewhere or heard somewhere because I watched a couple of those YouTube episodes, you know, of people talking about the show and spoiling it all for me after I'd mm-hmm. already watched it. Yeah. Um, things like uh, how Wanda had sold her soul to someone in order to be able to have the children and then mm-hmm. they get taken from her and all this stuff that Mm -hmm. people are just like speculating about and understanding that Tommy and Billy are the same names that are used um, Mm -hmm. by the twins that she has in um, her story arc in the comics. So I'm kind of like, uh, you know, bombarded by all these different possibilities of things that are are possibly going down here without, Mm -hmm. you know, reading the comics because God, if I could, I'd, you know, not have a job and just read everything that that had happened um in all the different comic arcs however Mm -hmm. i guess i still have to work so um (laughs) what's it's it's really cool though a lot of times these guys are spot on with with their speculations and um one of them was about uh agnes Mm -hmm. and um i guess there is leaked footage of her dressed up as a witch Mm -hmm. And people are thinking that she is a main character from the comics uh, that is like a mother to Wanda, um, Mm -hmm. Agatha Harkness. Did Mm -hmm. you read any of this yet? I haven't read that part yet, but that wouldn't surprise me at all. Okay. Because they're saying, oh, it could be like both of the names smashed together Mm -hmm. and there's leaked footage of her or in a trailer or something 
dressed as a witch, so I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. cool. And then, of course, I, like, fall into the rabbit hole of looking up uh, what New Salem was and mm-hmm. all this different stuff. There's, there's like, just not enough time in the day to talk oh, about... Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. All the possibilities. Yeah. Now, I will say, like, watching episodes one through three, like, I enjoyed it. Like, it... Yes. I, I wasn't, like... It was cool, and I was somewhat invested, but... At the same time, I was like, you know, if this is all, all the style of, you know, episodes that we get, that that's cool. But I, I wasn't as laser focused on the series until episode four, until they kind of revealed what's going on in the real world and kind of brought things a little bit more force full circle to where it kind of, you know, just connected everything. And, you know, we, we kind of just... I don't want to say it fell back into, you know, our typical MCU, but I mean, it it kind of gave things a little bit more of a foundation, if that makes sense. So, you know, I and I love, love, love how they're bringing back all of these characters and how I'm guessing, you know, they're going to have a lot bigger roles. You know, obviously, you know, Darcy is here. Wu is Agent Wu is here. I was so psyched to see Monica Rambeau again. Um, we saw her as a kid in Captain Marvel and Monica is in the comics. Monica is actually the first character who uses the moniker of Captain Marvel. Um, and so I, you know, we got to see her as a kid in Captain Marvel and now, you know, obviously she's grown up. Um, and so I'm curious, you know, what they're going to do with her. Obviously she doesn't have her powers, so I'm wondering now if she's going, if this is basically going to explain how she's going to get her powers and how she'll become the hero that she'll become, you know, or if they'll just leave her as a human. I don't know. I, I think that would be a bit of a waste, but, you know, I, I, I think this would be really cool to have this as like an origin story for Monica and segue into her in some way, maybe incorporate her into future MCU stuff. Because I mean, she's a really cool character. She's so fascinating and interesting, and I I, I want more of her too. So, right. I, I'm just curious, like what name they'll give her? Because like after she lost the Captain Marvel title, she's been through like a whole whole bunch of titles. Um, interesting note: uh, when you see a picture of her mother Maria at Sword, she has the nickname Photon. That was one of Monica's aliases. Uh, after oh, Captain Marvel. Okay. So I'm curious if she'll take her mother's nickname, of which was her nickname in the comics of Photon, or if she'll have another one. I mean, they have like a plethora because they couldn't decide what to name the poor girl. I, I feel so sorry for her. <laughs> like they, they seriously are just like switching up her identity. I, I swear almost every week it feels like. But uh, this this would just be so good if it, you know, it obviously it, it's not like self-contained in itself, you know. Mm-hmm. But I really want to see them continue, even after WandaVision is done. I'd like to see these characters continue on in this Marvel universe and do more things and be influential. What I've always loved about the MCU is the potential to um, bring us back, uh, bring other characters back, bring bring everything Mm -hmm. together so that we understand that it's all in the same universe, that people don't just, you know, disappear because that movie is over. And yeah. This has been a really cool um, nod to that for me, where um, having the 
chance to see it in action has been mm-hmm. probably my favorite part. Um, oh, yeah. When, when episode four started and you heard her saying um, there, there was like a little bit of a voiceover thing that nodded right back to Captain Marvel the last time mm-hmm. we saw her, all of that. So when that happened, um, I was actually watching with my daughter, um, but she was in, you know, she was in a different house uh, far mm-hmm. away. So I was like texting her the whole time and I was like, oh, I, I think that's the little girl from Captain Marvel. <laughs> and, and of course, my daughter's, you know, saying, I think so too. Oh, what was her name? You know, like, um, yeah, just excitingly texting a 13 year old while you're like watching a show <laughs> with her. Um, was kind of like the coolest for me. Um, but also, you know, getting excited about like this nerdy geeky stuff because mm-hmm. we, you know, didn't have a whole lot of chances of that in 2020. So yeah, yeah, I'm excited to see how they're going to do the same kind of production in everything else that they've got slated. You know, we've talked over uh-huh. and over and over again about the next phases of the MCU and what they plan to do. And um, it looks like they're planned at this point to kind of just keep us keep us hooked uh for you know the foreseeable future i would love to see you know i i know that we speculated about how they're going to make all of these things happen and i Mm -hmm. feel like we're going to be all-encompassing that if you if you had watched this then you'll be ready for this if you've watched this then you'll be ready for this and it's just going to continue on Mm -hmm. that way um what's really cool too is disney now has um on their options a way uh, uh like a sequential mcu um yeah viewing thing yeah Yeah. (laughs) and i was like oh this is beautiful this is what i always wanted because you know before we were googling it and looking it up and trying to figure out how to watch them in order and now disney has done it all for us and i'm just like okay i i I see you okay i see what you're up to Yep. Okay, anything else we wanted to make sure we talk about? Um, I think that was about it. Um, obviously, since you haven't seen episode five, we can't talk about that. Oh, I know. Um, I'm so... Uh. <laughs> but it's okay. It's okay. Um, I'm, <laughs> I know you'll be watching it probably later tonight, and then you'll yep. message me and be like, Oh, holy crap! <laughs> because, there <laughs> are so, because there are so many holy crap ep- moments in that episode. Awesome. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, and right, uh, right before we get to the end here, I wanted to quickly talk about um gaming corner for this week um Mm -hmm. because since i have that three months of game pass ultimate for a dollar which i mean come on that that's a great deal i could not pass that up um you know i i kind of make it a point to play a bunch of games from game pass that i don't have or don't own just because you know obviously i want to get the most bang for my buck, you know, even though I literally just paid one buck, you know, I, I still want to, you know, get the most out of the experience. So I haven't been playing a lot of Dragon Age or Mass Effect or anything like that, which I normally am doing. I have instead kind of jumping between different games and kind of figuring out like, do I like this game? Do I like that game? You know, would this be something I might consider buying in the future? You know, once game pass is over, or is this something that is like, I'm not really interested in, or is this maybe like a one and done deal? Um, and one of the games that I'm playing is Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Um, I think I had mentioned this in another episode way long ago, like maybe a shortly after it came out, um, about how I was pissed that I couldn't have an orange lightsaber because I didn't pre-order and I didn't like that. And it, just the idea of it being there, but it not being available to me just completely killed any interest I had in the game. 
Um, and I mean, that seems like a small petty thing, but I mean, when it's literally the one color that you absolutely love that you, and I mean, you can change your lightsaber color in Star Wars The Force Unleashed, which is another game that I absolutely love. And I always went with orange because I always love orange. So it's like when it's the one thing that you really, really want and you can't have it, it's like, nope, done. So I always said, you know, I'm going to wait until the game's like maybe $10, $15 and then I'll buy it and play it. Um, but it was on Game Pass uh, or it was either on Game Pass or EA Play, which I got um, in that ultimate bundle. So I've been playing it. And I got to say, like, I'm glad I didn't even pay 10 or $15 for it <laughs> because I would still feel a little bit cheated, I got to say. Um, overall, the story is, like, kind of interesting. Um, the combat is fun. Um, but the thing that, like, really ruins the game for me is how unintuitive the controls and the environments are where... And I, I made a lot of mental comparisons to it, uh, to Horizon Zero Dawn while I was playing Fallen, uh, Fallen Order. Um, because they're, in Horizon Zero Dawn, it, it's not like they will shine a big neon arrow. Hey, you go here. You can use, you know, this to climb and this to do this, you know. But they they make it so that the environment helps you if you look for it. Um, you know, like heavy climbing uh, surfaces have this light swatch of paint, like unobtrusive paint, so that you know, hey, that's a climbing surface, so I can, you know, jump up there. Uh, that is not, they have that on some surfaces in Fallen Order. They do not have it for everyone, so it's very inconsistent, and you basically never know what is what. Um, and it, yeah, it, it's like, okay, so this is painted, so I can use this, but this isn't painted, but I can also use this. Um, in one of Cal's, in one of Cal's training flashbacks, it took me so long to figure out what was going on because apparently these little panels slid out on the wall for me to jump to, but I didn't realize I could jump to and grab onto those panels. There was absolutely nothing in the game that indicated that I could do that. And I'm like, how, why this, this is so just... I kept repeating unintuitive throughout the whole time I've been playing it. It's, oh, it's so annoying. And then even the controls themselves, like when you're climbing or like when you're kind of sliding down a pathway of mud or ice, you know, it's, uh, and sometimes he'll have to like jump and grab onto a rope and then you can hit it at just the right time or what you think is the right time and he will not grab it at all. And it's like, oh, wow, okay. So Horizon Zero Dawn had this thing where it would just like kind of auto-lock onto it and it was so nice and so convenient. And it's like you didn't have to rely on, you know, a control that if you press it seemingly the same way two times, it responds differently both times. You know, it, it, it really kind of kills the experience for you because it's like, this is really annoying. Why am I trying... Am I getting so caught up in this when I want to get caught up in this other area? You know, I want mm -hmm. to get caught up in more combat and more story. I don't want to get caught up in these elements, but I am caught up in these elements, you know? So, and I mean, I know, granted, Horizon Zero Dawn and Fallen Order are made on different engines. And I don't know the specifics of programming. It could be that the engine they used for Horizon Zero Dawn was... Um, much easier and much better in programming things like that compared to Fallen Order. But then I have the thought, well, if that's not very conducive to something like that, 
then why did they try to do that then? And, you know, why did they try to force it? I don't know. But, <laughs> but yeah, so this is one of those games. I, I will finish it out. I will, um, because I, I am invested enough to finish it. But it's one of those games where it's like, uh, I don't think I'll come back to it. You know, and as somebody who is used to just going back and playing games over and over and over, that's that's a pretty big thing for me. You know, I, I'm not the kind of person who wants to be one and done with a game. I want to enjoy a game so much I go back and play it again and again. But I really don't think I would get anywhere near the same um, level of satisfaction a second time around that I would the first time where everything is literally brand new. You know, if I know what's coming and I know the frustrations I'm going to face doing certain things, nah, I, I can see it would be completely ruined for me. Yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah, that that's my little rant. Um, wrap up, basically, you know, it <laughs> it's not really quite, you know, it's not terrible, but it's not quite all it was cracked up to be, at least for me personally. And I'm kind of glad I didn't even pay 10 or $15 for it. I essentially paid $1 to rent it. So to rent it and a plethora of other games that I am also enjoying very, very much. So overall, I would say the experience at least was worth it. So I'm not forever wondering, oh, well, I wonder how that is, <laughs> you know? Right, exactly. <laughs> All right. So um, any final thoughts? Other than, like, I'm excited to watch episode five. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm excited to watch episode six. I know you're excited to watch episode five. Right, right. But uh, here's a, I... Here's a good question, though. Why doesn't anybody think it's weird that his name is Vision? And does that mean Wanda's, Wanda's last name is Vision, but then Vision's name is Vision Vision? <laughs> you know, I was kind of wondering the same thing. Like, how is the names going? But uh, I guess that's something that's going to be answered later. Fair enough. All right. <laughs> I guess when you're in charge of the entire town, which no longer exists on the map, because, you know, the Eastview cop says so, you can... Yeah, I guess you can make your own rules. named whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, we also do need to talk a little bit, um, real briefly, about, like, seeing Vision as a... Uh, yes, as a corpse. Gray... Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I really appreciated that, because even in episode three, like, there were some noticeable, like, cuts where you know obviously things happened and uh -huh. we didn't get to see them happen you know it wasn't like a sharp cut like um mm -hmm. like darcy would see but it right. was kind of like you know basically we just didn't see it happen so we got to see monica physically expelled from westview Right. And we got, even got to see, you know, Wanda, her response to Vision. And Vision even telling her, like, hey, we can move here. It'll, it'll, we can move from here. It'll be okay. We can go wherever we want. And, you know, her saying, you know, no, this is our home. And, you know, kind of like, you know, just reinforcing everything that's going on. So, yeah, that, that was it was really cool to kind of like see a behind the scenes a little bit. And I think this is, you know, an instance where... We're ha we're actually getting multiple points of view on what's going on because like the first three episodes, it's basically more or less what Wanda wants to, wants us to see. see. Yep. And then episode four, obviously we get the real world and then we get a little bit of their world too. And right. then obviously I'm not going to spoil it, but episode five, we get a lot more insight into really what's going on behind the scenes. So it, it kind of like blends all together and you really get the idea that, you know, especially episodes one through three, you know, we is a really unreliable narrator as to the actual events 
And mm-hmm. so I have no doubt, like, as time goes on, you know, we'll get more and more information um, and, you know, kind of an, an exposure of real, you know, workings and what's going on. Because, you know, it, it's it, Wanda herself is an unreliable narrator that is trying to put out this vision of perfection. And I, I think, you know, the reason she went for these sitcoms, and this is pure speculation, this is not backed up yet in any episodes, but I okay. think the reason she was going for these sitcoms, not just for the nostalgia, but also because, you know, the families in these sitcoms, they present this picture of perfection. They, you know, it's this perfect family life. Any problems are wrapped up in about 30 minutes or less, you know, and everything's just happy. Everyone's happy. Everything's good. You know, it, you know, any sadness is just very temporary. You know, it's all it's all fun and joy and probably a lot of things she didn't really have in a lot of, you know, a, a lot of her life. So I think that's kind of why she chose this to kind of go along with, you know, that kind of sitcom vibe where, you know, oh, she can just have a perfect little life in suburbia and everything's going to be perfect, you know? Right, right. Yeah, I um, I, I think, it, it, and, you know, going back to the whole seeing Vision's corpse thing mm-hmm. in episode four, where we finally get to get a glimpse of what's actually happening. Yeah. I, um, I was both, like, shocked and impressed and petrified and the stuff of nightmare, like nightmare fuel. Yeah. Thing, all at the same yeah. time. So it was, it was very like, oh, okay. Huh, I, I'm going to need it a second to recover from that. Yeah. But okay, I get it. And I will say... Well, I will say one non-spoiler thing about episode five, um, because my husband was not interested in this at all. I rewatched episode four and then episode five this morning, just because I'm like, it's available. I want to see it. (laughs) You know, even if I can't talk about it, I want to see it. Um, Right. And so my husband was here with me before he went to work and he was very impressed with Paul Bettany's performance. Um, Because I'm pretty sure he's seen Paul Bettany in other things, but he was particularly impressed with him. So yeah, I, yeah. I do. I think it's really, really fun to see him yeah. in all these different, uh, you know, time periods, yeah. and yeah, to see him in all these different situations. Um, yeah, and you know, uh, method acting wise, it, it's very mm-hmm. cool to, to. Oh yeah imagine what that must be like (laughs) yeah and he he was just very impressed with like his projection and the way he emotes and everything like that it was just really yeah uh, it it was good it was just really good so that's that's the one thing i will say i do remember hearing um that paul bettany had wanted more time as just himself not as vision with with the makeup on and i think this has been a really cool oh yeah chance to do that so i don't oh, know yeah. if it was you know intentional or if they were like hey we've got this thing in the, in the works we're going to be working on mm-hmm. there was um a, a leak that he had he had the opportunity to work with uh someone that he'd always wanted to work with and that there was like fireworks on on camera so <laughs> i don't know if that's in episode five or some other time you're laughing so i'm 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 not sure. Episode. I'm not sure, um, but it, it is it is very very good. There is a scene towards the end of episode five that is just heart wrenching okay. and also uh, also okay. very speculative. It will make you think a lot of questions. Sure. So okay, so all I all, promise no uh, specifics. So. Okay. <laughs> all right, 
right. Well, with that being said, we always want to have your feedback. Um, we love talking about these things, and we love talking and hoping that you guys are listening. Um, we'd love to know what you'd like to hear us talk about, and we're always willing to, to talk about something else. So let us know. Um, with that, I'm Lindsay. And I'm Tegan, and thanks for getting nerdy with us today on Beauties and Headcanons. Thank you.